0: Life Audio. Hello, and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we will have links for that in our show notes and also at our website.
1: And if you are on Facebook, we would love to have you join us in the Facebook group. Just look for Daily Bible Podcasts and subscribe so you don't miss this conversation and inspiration. It's delivered straight to your ears. Just our voices (laughs) are there. So uh, join us and subscribe. Okay, so today we read...
0: Second Kings 23 verses 1 through 20, 2 Kings 34 verses 29 through 33, 2 Kings 23 verses 21 through 28, 2 Kings 35 verses 1 through 19, Nahum 1, Nahum 2, and Nahum 3. Uh, we just finished the whole book well, of Nahum.
1: It just like that, another book Which finished. Which is kind
0: of exciting. <laughs> Talk is. off, Nahum. Yep. We're, we're continuing to march through the Bible. Thank we you are. so much for your dedication, because it encourages us to continue on. And it's just, I like what I'm reading. Okay, not every day do I like what I'm reading, but I'm starting to put pieces together. There's That's why I like layers. it. Like,
1: even if it's hard reading, it's like all these yeah. light bulbs are going off in my mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, so yesterday we ended our story of Josiah with him repenting before God for how far the people are from God. They were far, so, so far. So Josiah is a man on a mission. First, he reads the entire book of the covenant to the people. And second, Josiah did some serious cleanup. He instructed Hilkiah, the high priest and the priests of the second rank and the temple gatekeepers to remove from the Lord's temple. And I'm I'm reading this from the text to remove from the Lord's temple, all the articles that were used to worship Baal. Asherah and all the powers of Mm -hmm. the heavens. The king had all these things burned outside Jerusalem on the terraces of the Kidron Valley, and he carried the ashes away to Bethel. He did away with the idolatrous priests who had been appointed by the previous kings of Judah, for they had offered sacrifices at the pagan shrines throughout Judah and even in the vicinity of Jerusalem. So You're getting an idea of how Mm -hmm. dirty these priests were. I mean, I I don't think I fully understood just all that the priests were doing. They offered sacrifices to Baal, to the sun, the moon, the constellations, and all the powers of heaven. The king removed the Asherah pole from the Lord's temple. Like, the Asherah pole was in the Lord's temple.
1: Yeah, and the the priests, I mean, if they're like, we know how... Detailed they were in worshiping God, like they had to wear certain things and then the incense burners, like they must have been doing this for all these false gods too. Like all the clothes and all the incense and all whatever, they were way into it. Like they they were, this isn't just like some stone little tablet to the side that they're kind of worshiping. They were completely worshiping false everything. Mm
0: -hmm. They were all in. And and so then, Josiah also tore down the living quarters of the male and female shrine prostitutes that were inside the temple of the Lord, where the women wove colorings
1: for the Asherah pole. It's, and, yeah, I just,
0: I, I'm like, how far? And how they, were, far living they the the yeah. were living inside
1: the temple. The prostitutes were living inside the temple.
0: And so anyway, once Josiah was done with all that he commanded to happen, there was nothing left that defiled the living God. Like nothing left of these Mm. articles of pagan worship. There was nothing left. And Josiah required everyone to worship the Lord their God. He required everyone. He returned the Passover celebration. The offerings were brought back. The offerings to God were brought back. Musicians, gatekeepers, and priests whose hearts were pure before God took their rightful places. And, and here's, here's a quick little, like, um, snippet is for you, is that Israel hadn't celebrated quite like this, hadn't celebrated a Passover quite like this since the time of Samuel. Like That was a long time. We're talking Mm -hmm. generation after generation after generation. We're not talking a 100 years here. We're talking a really long time since they had really brought back the Passover to celebrate the way it was supposed to be celebrated. And the thing is, is that we've, we have been so excited when there have been other kings who have brought the Passover back, but like Josiah did it in an even bigger way yeah. than what we've talked about before. And then throughout the rest of his lifetime, they did not turn away. Like the people during the rest of Josiah's lifetime, the people did not turn away from the Lord. And um, their whole hearts and their souls were for God. And never before has there been a king like Josiah and not since. Now that kind of blew my mind because I was like, what are you talking about? But again, think of all that Josiah did. It took some serious backbone for him to go in and say, I'm going to remove anything that does mm-hmm. not worship God. Like I, like if, if it's a carven image, if a graven image, whatever it is, I'm going to remove it. That took some serious backbone. And then to come in and say, I require you to worship God, uh, that's that also shows he, while he had he was a a king on a mission, there had to have been a king with a heart for his mm-hmm. people and knowing yeah. what was best for his people. So yeah. never before and never after was there a king quite like him.
1: Well, and at least until we read like what yeah. we've read. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because you're like, well, what about David? But David, he built, I mean, he prepared everything for the temple to be built and he set up all the worship and stuff, but he didn't have all, like they didn't have idols everywhere. You know what I mean? So like, it's not only building up, which David did, it was destroying, like Josiah just wiped everything out. Yeah. Okay. So then we're over to Nahum. And so the first just first line of the description of this book, it tells a lot about what is to come. It says, this message concerning Nineveh came as a vision to Nahum who lived in Elkosh. And so a better translation is the NKJV, which is the burden against Nineveh. Instead of just saying message, it's called a burden. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes from, according to enduring word, masa comes from the verb the verb to lift up. So it means to carry or to lift up your voice. So the, it's like a burden because it's a heavy message. Like mm-hmm. he's lifting up his voice to give this message, but it's a heavy one. It's a hard message. That's why it's a burden. Um, and so mm. the prophecies are against the Ninevites. And we're like, wait, wait, Jonah did this. Like, why is Nahum doing this? Because it's about a 100 years later that this is happening. And for a time, remember, when Jonah came, the Ninevites repented, and then they forgot, and then they went back to their own ways again. So now, a 100 years later, Nahum is asking the Ninevites to repent. So this is for Nahum. And Nahum lived in Judah, and, and during the time, the Assyrians, so the people from Nineveh, were a huge threat. Nineveh was the capital of Assyria, which is now the northern Border of Iraq and the name Nam means comforter. So his message was to comfort God's people who felt the oppression Mm. of Assyria. Um, It's also a collection of poems. And so that just helps when you're reading it. And he references Daniel and the Exodus and Isaiah. So it shows that he was very familiar with all that had been happening in history. And so in chapter one, the prophet reminds us that our God is a compassionate refuge, a fierce protector Mm. of those who trust in him. Also an avenger against those who persist in evil. And this assures God's people that no enemy can withstand um, the might of their loving and sovereign God. Nahum 1, 7 through 7-8 says, The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in Him, but He will sweep away His enemies in an overwhelming flood. He will pursue His foes into the darkness of night. And as Nahum 2 unfolds, there's also more vivid imagery of God's righteous judgment against the city of Nineveh. And it's a powerful reminder that no fortress of cruelty Can stand up forever. When God moves, He's going to wipe it out. And then Nahum three is a lament over the once great city of Nineveh, how it's fallen into depravity and wickedness. And Nahum unveils the consequences of turning away from God. And Nahum three thirteen says, "Your troops will be as weak and helpless as women. Your gates of the land will be open wide to the enemy and set on fire and burned." And so, people like Nineveh is that even a place? today? Well, archaeologists have found it. They found the remains of Nineveh, and uh, it's large deposits of ash. So that shows that it was burned. Just like the Bible said, the whole place was set on fire and burned. And so uh, God's Word is proven true. It's always proven true, but it's really cool when you come upon history, and then you see like, oh, wow, what God said is going to happen actually did happen.
0: What God said would happen actually did happen, I mean, just just to hear those words, like, I don't know. I, i'm I'm almost speechless right now. Like what God said would happen actually happened. we We know that he can be proved true. We know that he is true. We know that what He says is going to come to pass. and it's it's just evidence that, that we serve an amazing God who goes before us, who has been behind us, who is always there and always knows. Mm -hmm. We need to take a break, but when we come back, um, we're going to have the word of the day. But first, we need to hear from our sponsor.
1: Okay, the word of the day is repentance. Um, which we saw Josiah, he like did it and then he cleaned up, like he fully did it. So repentance is the act of repenting. It's sincere regret or remorse. It reminds it repentance requires an admission of guilt for committing wrong or for admitting to do the right thing. So not only stopping doing the wrong thing, but if you didn't do the right thing, sometimes we need to repent for that too. It's a mm-hmm. promise or resolve not to repeat the offense, and it's an attempt to make restitution for the wrong, or in some way, reverse the harmful effects of what happened. So, Josiah, again, gives us the beautiful example of repentance. He went beyond all these other kings, who were godly Mm -hmm. things, like when you say, Michelle, before Mm -hmm. him, and they all, some of them, worship God, but they didn't tear down those high places. They didn't fully do mm-hmm. a full sweeping out like he did. Um, and so it just reminds me of, okay, so we're thinking of this is repentance, like that is clearly such an image of repentance. And then with ourselves, um, you know, first, yes, we do want to feel sorry for our mistakes, but then it requires that desire to change. Like, we have to want to change. And then we also have to seek God's guidance and forgiveness. And so just reading both about Josiah and then Nahum, um, you know, where they're saying, like, the Ninevites had served God. Like, when when Jonah preached, this, remember, the city turned to God, which made Jonah upset. So there was a season that they believed in the true God, but then they just walked away from that relationship. And so um you could either be like the Ninevites and like, oh, yeah, we believe, and then don't change, or like Josiah, and say, "I believe, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna clean things up." Um, Nahum one fifteen says, Look there on the mountains, the feet of one who brings good news, who proclaims peace. Celebrate your festivals, Judah, and fulfill your vows. No more will the wicked invade you and they will be completely destroyed. Um, and Nahum is echoing Isaiah here. And also Paul says the same thing. He says, And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? It is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So like Nahum's name suggested, this idea of repentance is a comfort and we need to share it with other people. Um, so we got to think of like who would need this good news, but also we could share the good news. We should share the good news, but then it's up to the people that we share it with. Are they going to truly repent and not just like the Ninevites like, yay, we believe and then not follow it? Or are they going to repent and try to make things right, make restitution to reverse the harm that they've done, like Josiah? It's like such a contrast with these two people. Again, it's like amazing, like chronologically, when we read it, we can see more clearly what was going on and and what was going the wrong way. And then this king that does things the right way. Well, and you know,
0: one, one amazing thing that you are doing as you read the word of God each day is that you are building your resolve to hear from him, to mm-hmm. understand his words, to truly know what sin is and how it affects our relationships with each other. But most importantly, how it affects our relationship with him. And you're coming to see the depths of what it means to taste. And to mm-hmm. see, but you are also seeing the depths of your sin as we continue opening every page. There is, there is an understanding of the depths of our sin and it's, un- and understanding how important it is to step into God's presence and repent we're seeing that too. It is so important to do that. That's what God asks us to do. And we have read over and over this year how God requires purity. He requires Mm -hmm. it. He doesn't just suggest it. He doesn't just say, well, I'm going to let this one slide. He requires purity. And we need to keep that in mind for ourselves too. Like we we saw it in in a king today and we saw it in a In a prophet today, but Mm -hmm. we also need it for ourselves. We need to repent. And so, if you're reading the word every day, and you're keeping up with these podcasts, and you're placing a check on your checklist, but you haven't repented of your sins, Mm -hmm. like if there is a sin that is like deep inside and needs to be rooted out like then you're not paying attention to him you're just going through the motions and that is not what he wants that's not a healthy relationship with the god of gods we need to repent of our sins and mm-hmm. so with with the word of the day is a call not just saying it is the word of the day is repentance it's a call to be, repent and be cleansed. In 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so, in that repentance, in that coming to him and putting our face on the ground and saying, Oh Lord, what I have done is wrong, please forgive me. We will receive we receive His pardon, we receive His forgiveness, and it's a beautiful thing when we repent.
1: Yeah, and I love that, you know, that that idea of repentance is not just being sorry for our sin. Like, we could be sorry for a lot of things, um, but it's actual not repeating it and then reversing or trying to make restitution or doing something different. Um, it's because, you know, we could feel bad but if we don't really change and head a different direction and do things differently and do what God's calling us to do, then that isn't true repentance. True repentance is not only feeling sorry, um, it's doing something different. And I think that's where it's like, oh, but I told God I was sorry. But are we, right. how are we living? Are we doing something differently? It's like, oh, and then just that part, it's not just not doing the the wrong things, if God has asked us to do something and we're not following through, we need to repent of that too. Um, mm-hmm. It could be fear, it could be doubt of whatever it is. So yeah, I know every time I read God's word, I'm like, Oh, okay. This is not just for those people back then or those people out there that really are doing bad, bad stuff. But did I say I was going to pray for someone and I didn't pray for them? Did I mm-hmm. have a neighbor that I've been failing God hug my heart to say, reach out to them, and I haven't do done it. Well, those are things that I repent of too, and then do something different. Do what I feel mm-hmm. God's asking me to do. Ah, Would
0: it, you, it's a lot. <laughs> you pray for us today? It is a lot. It yeah. is a lot. Would you pray for us today?
1: I will. First of all, dear Lord, I pray that you will soften our hearts, um, and I pray that you will lead us to repentance, that we will not only be truly sorry, but we will do things differently. And we know, Lord, that we can only do things differently with your help. You're not asking us like, oh, change, and then like, have fun trying to change. No, Lord, you are there and you want to lead us and guide us and teach us and and be there with us and strengthen us, Lord. You lead us to repentance, and then you help us to walk out repentance. So I pray that today that you will point out areas where we need to repent, but also, Lord, that you will be there, and I know you will, every step of the way as we walk and do the mm-hmm. right things, Lord. Um, give us boldness to do what you ask us to do. Give us um, strength to stand up against the sins that so easily entangle us, Lord. And I pray that we may um, just repent with with hearts that desire to do your will. And we thank you in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that Bible in our show notes. You can even find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. So, tomorrow we are reading Habakkuk 1, Habakkuk 2, and Habakkuk Then we're moving on to Zephaniah 1 and Zephaniah 2, verses 1 through 7. Okay, and I want to take a second here to thank the team at Life Audio. You would not be listening to Daily Bible Podcast without their partnership. Go to lifeaudio.com and you're going to find other great Christian podcasts that are going to encourage you in your walk with God.
1: And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.